death upon me. Blood in my dog and I can't see. I'm trying to be what I'm destined to be. And niggas trying to take my life away. I put a hole in a nigga for fucking with me. My man on the wall, now you gon' see. Hey, man. When Deshaun Watson. When Deshaun Watson. Got out of a state court after a grand jury in Harris County said we're not we don't think there's enough evidence to press charges after they said that Deshaun Watson <laughs> ladies and gentlemen I'm 24 this is my podcast 24's podcast 24's the best excuse me the best video game network podcast on the entire internet 24 we're going to talk about Deshaun Watson and how he just got essentially, um, he, he has nine lives. <laughs> he has nine lives. He just, um, a couple of hours ago, it's announced that he is, uh, is what is it? They're not going to, I, I don't know the legal jargon. We'll get into it. We'll eat some tweets. I'll see if anything about his civil cases have changed. We'll also talk about Bobby Wagner, because, uh, yikes, Seattle is not making themselves to look very good right now, considering the fact that it is alleged, alleged that the Seattle Seahawks uh, released Bobby Wagner without any formal, you know, uh, conversations with Bobby. That's not very good. We'll talk about that. Also, we'll talk about for not excuse, Oh my god, I don't know why I'm off today. We'll also talk about where Bobby is potentially going on Monday. It's already rumored where he's going. I just I, I just want it to be a little bit of a surprise. As well as some targets for the Bengals to target. Some players for the Bengals to target. Jesus Christ. It's like it's not my first day on the job, I know. Goodness gracious. We'll talk about some players the Bengals can target and why they should be aggressive right now in free agency. Ladies and gentlemen, all that much, much more. 24 is Bogdan. I know he protected me, but I still stay with my gat and my nightmares. Niggas keep pulling checks on me. Cypher said some bitch dumb, put a hex on me. The fed didn't know. Great. Great, great song. Many men wish death upon me. And I'm trying to dun 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 dun. Many men wish death upon You know, I've been watching, um, I don't know, this girl I, I cannot believe how freaking like god man i cannot i i cannot believe how many like of these freaking tiktokers are so young like there's this girl her name is like rock her name is literally rocker girl and it's just like she just plays the drums really really awesomely and she's like this is going to make me sound like really, really bad. She's like 14, almost 15 years old. Don't ask how I know that. Well, it's because she put it in a TikTok. That's how I know that. It's nothing It's nothing weird, right? She put it in a TikTok. I was interested in watching some of her TikToks because, hold on, hold on. This is her. Hold on. This No, she actually has an older brother. Hold on. This is her. This is her. Hold on. 
This isn't her. This is her. Like she has this, like she um, she has this older brother who, who I think his name is like Ghostface or something like that. I don't know, but it's just like she's playing the drums with like headphones on because her brother played the drums um uh, when she didn't have headphones. She had some like she has some really really awesome coverage or covers. Excuse me, by the way. Hold on, hold on. This is like of her doing Green Day. Check this out. Hold on. Let me turn it on. It all keeps adding up. All right, that's that's like the length of the TikTok. Sorry, I just got like I've been just like watching some of her TikToks today. I don't I don't know why I did like it, it's just she's an awesome dropper. So where where do these kids come from? Goodness gracious, I don't understand it. I I really don't. God, man, I, 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 I'm like, I, I don't understand it. I, I, I don't. Um, the reason why I was talking about that, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. Um, what was I talking about? God, man, I, I'm so spacey today. I apologize. I mean, it is late. Um, I saw the Batman again today. This is like the third time in three weeks. The Batman will not win an Oscar, but I always say that I, I'm like, I hate going to the theaters. I hate how expensive the popcorn is. I hate how expensive the snacks are. I mean, in my opinion, yeah, in my opinion, I think they're cheaper now. But I mean, you know, there's so much popcorn that I can eat before I feel sick and I ate it and I was disgusted with myself. I've seen that movie three times. It's a three-hour-long movie. I went to a 10 o'clock showing. It's like, it's like a weekly tradition. It's like, I think last week, or was it, like, I think I saw it a couple of days ago. Yeah, I think I saw it on, like, Monday or Tuesday at 10.30 at night. I went to a 10.30 showing. It was awesome. There, there was nobody in the theater. I got to see a lot of my favorite scenes. I walked out because I was tired. It was, like, midnight when I got out of the theater. And I was just like, I, I love the Batman, but I'm, like, I'm just exhausted. Then I went to go see it at an appropriate time today. And I love it again. And it's like I may want to see it a fourth time. It's probably excessive. I'll just wait for it to come out on HBO Max. It comes out on HBO Max like in like four weeks. Like at the beginning of April, right? I remember it. Dune came out as well on HBO Max like a couple of days ago. Very, very quietly. Like HBO Max was like, uh, we want people to watch Dune, but at the exact same time, we also want them to, like, buy the DVDs and buy it online and all that good stuff. But I remember, like, seeing Dune just, like, randomly appear on HBO Max. And I was like, I saw it twice when it was on HBO Max originally. And then I wanted to see it, like, a third or fourth time or something like that. And I was just like, oh, man, it left. And here I am. Once again, it's back on. I'm going to watch it again. God, my socks are getting destroyed. It's like my socks are like literally falling apart at the seams. 
What was I going to look up? I don't even know. I'm so off the beaten track here. Um, oh, yeah. I was going to, like, I was going to essentially, like, all, all of that that was just said was essentially um, said to, for me to lead into, I was probably going to, going to play the song, Something in the Way. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I like after seeing the movie 3 times I'm like I have such a appreciation for what they did with that song in the movie if you don't know something in the way <clears throat> Something in the way Nirvana song it was featured twice in the movie The Batman and especially the second time was easily the best rendition it has these like it has this I think string quartet or something like that. I don't know what it was, but it had like violins and light stringed instruments and stuff like that. And on top of that, like technically speaking, I think, I mean, there's different versions of the song, but the MTV unplugged version of the song has like a cello in it. So it does have like a stringed instrument. And then they added in lighter stringed, uh, versions of it. I I don't know. I, I never played violins or whatever, but they added in like, other stringed intro. It's it's a great song. It's a great rendition of the song, especially for the moment of the movie that they played that song in. It was beautiful, 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 beautiful. Oh my god, I can. Is there a collector's edition? I'm already gonna get it on DVD, Blu-ray, DVD, instant buy. Blu-ray DVD, Batman, the Batman. It's only it only came out like two three weeks. I've seen I've seen it twice. It came out a week ago. I've seen that twice. I've seen it three times. It's ridiculous. The Batman DVD. Like, when is it going to be released? Amazon already has a box set. What is is a box set? What is this? This is a book. This is not the movie. Hold on. When is it going to be released? <clears throat> and apparently there's also going to be it's only it's going to come out in June. Okay, okay. I can I mean, I was like usually you have to wait a long ass time for DVDs or at least it felt like it. I'm like like I I remember not remember, excuse me, but like usually you would have to wait like 3 months which for it to come out on DVD and Blu-ray, which it seems like it will come out in three months on DVD and Blu-ray and stuff like that. Apparently, the director is like, yeah, we're going to um to make a four-hour cut. I'm like, yes! Yes! Snyder me! Snyder me! I'm excited. I know how it sounds, but I'm very excited. I'm very excited for a four-hour cut. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ of the Batman. Are you kidding me? Four hours? I hope there's more mystery. Ooh la la. I will say this. I got really, really tired during the movie and I fell asleep during the third time. I'm just tired. But I watched like the majority of it and I and I fell asleep at the parts that I wanted to fall asleep in. It was voluntarily, it was it was voluntary. Like I didn't fall asleep during the car chase. I fell asleep af not after. Yeah, I, yeah, I fell asleep after it when I, I won't I won't talk about it because I don't want to spoil it, but I fell asleep after the car chase when things you know, when there's a little bit of a falling action 
There's a little bit of a, of a lull. They just had a freaking car chase through the streets of Gotham. So excited. I'm so excited for the Batman. Oh, my God. Here's, here's another drum cover by Rocker Girl. Hold on. Right? Right? I, I, for some weird reason, I just kept on replaying. Ah, no, tonight another hips don't lie and I'm starting to feel this. I, 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 I apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mind of the gerbil. It's like a 14 second clip that I just constantly kept on watching. By the by, hold on. Shout out to the greatest head coach, greatest head coach of all time, Greg Popovich. Just became the most winningest head coach of all time. Shout out. Shout It's my guy. It's my guy. In pop, I trust. Even though we haven't gotten anywhere close to a, <clears throat> to a freaking championship in almost a decade. I, I trust in Greg Popovich. Hold on. There's like a short on CBS Sports. How dare the, the NBA not broadcast this? Gotta find this on CBS. Hold on. Let me listen to this. It's just a, a testament to a whole lot of people. Uh, something like this does not belong to one individual. Uh, you know, basketball is a team sport. This is him commentating on how he just became the most winningest head coach in NBA history. And, uh, you know, you preach to your players that they have to do it together. And that's certainly been. Uh, the case in in my life with all the wonderful players and coaches staff uh, that I've been blessed with the uh, support of this wonderful city uh, the fans support us no matter what uh, all of us share in this record it's not mine uh, it's ours here in the city because of all those people that I just mentioned so uh, that's the joy of it. Uh, and after that, that's it. Somebody else will have it down the road. Maybe not, coach. Maybe not. Greatest head coach of all time. I can't, I can't, like, I can't, I can't harp on Greg Popovich. I, I cannot say anything bad about Popovich. Greatest head coach of all time. Not even close. Not even close. Oh, my God. I just, I, I love Greg Popovich so much. Who doesn't like Greg Popovich? Oh, my God. Anyways, um, what was I going to lead in with? Oh, yeah, like, isn't this, like, there's this K-pop heavy metal group. I got distracted because I, I was, again, like, once you, like, look stuff up, not once you look, but, like, once you, like, watch one video, one rock video, one rocker girl video, you get a bunch of videos that are, like, related algorithmically. And it's just, like, I got Baby Metal, which is this K-pop heavy metal group. This is them. So weird.
it's very weird. Yes. Uh, you don't, you don't have to like, they have legitimate mosh pits at their concerts. And yes, that's how they sound. And you know what? It works. It works. It, like, it's not a running gag. It's like that. that is how all of their songs work. It is very much heavy metal. Except it's just like they have voices of literal K-pop um, artists. It's it's very weird. But it's 1,000% heavy metal. It's, it's very weird. Because <clears throat> I'm watching LeBron James. Can you believe that it's 1230 at night and... It's literally nine minutes, 10 seconds into the fourth quarter of Lakers versus Wizards because the game is played on the West Coast and not the East Coast. I was like watching this game during the third quarter because I just wanted to see if there was any basketball on. Shocked to see that there not only was a game on, but also that it was like knee deep in the game. It was like knee deep in it. <clears throat> so I mean, let's just let's just get into big news of the day. Big news, big 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 news. Breaking news alert! Breaking news alert! Deshaun Watson gets um, I wouldn't say indicted. He gets what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know the legal term. Here we go. I mean, this is this is it. Hold on. There's like multiple multiple statements. Here we go. This is from Molly Baker Kuklich. Something like that. I don't know her name. Ian Rappaport retweeted it, so it's legitimate. Grand jury does not find enough to uh, to criminally charge Deshaun Watson. Nine accusations. None were found to be criminal. I thought it was ten. I don't know. The reporting has been so bad around this. Um, here's a um, here's a quote from I think somebody from. Harris County District Attorney's Office, which is where all of the all of the um, the criminal charges were filed, as well as where all of the civil cases were were um, were filed as well. This is the statement from the spokesperson for Harris County District Attorney's Office after a Harris County grand jury was presented all the evidence and had the opportunity to hear from all witnesses. Grand jurors declined to indict Deshaun Watson. Grand jury proceedings are secret by law, so no information related to their inquiry may be disclosed. This is a statement from Deshaun Watson's um, lawyer, Rusty Harden. We are delighted that the grand jury has looked at the matter thoroughly and reached the same conclusion we did. Deshaun Watson did not commit any crimes and is not guilty of any offenses. Now that the criminal investigations have been completed, we are happy to move forward with the civil case depositions. We will vigorous we will vigorously defend those cases with every ounce we have. There are there were no crimes here, but there is a plaintiff's attorney churning up negative press and churning up his clients hoping for a payday. This is his lawyer, by the way. These cases have been the product of a lawyer maximizing his own personal publicity at the expense of others, including his own clients. It is time to let Deshaun Watson move on. If you don't know, um, because this happened over a year ago and maybe you haven't been following this as closely as I have, essentially what happened 
I forgot the lawyer's name because it's been like a year. I can actually look this up because I have all of his cases still on my computer. Like, they're tucked away. They're in a folder. I have all of their, at least the majority of uh, his cases. <clears throat> What's this lawyer's name? Who's this fucking guy? Who's this lawyer? Tony Busby. Tony Busby is the um, the alleged victims as lawyer. And if you don't know, like, how this essentially happened and how this got started, and I was like, this is fake the first time I saw this, was Tony Busby put out on Facebook and Instagram that he was suing Deshaun Watson on behalf of ex-clients, or not ex-clients, on behalf of the clients that he's representing. And I was just like, this this seems fake. <laughs> and it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't at all. It was real. And essentially, like for about, I would say, like three, four months, not even for three, four months, for about two months, it was like constantly implied that Deshaun Watson was guilty, that, you know, uh, like uh, he had had sex with all of these masseuses and stuff like that. Um, what was it? Not sex. Some of it was sexual misconduct. Other, uh, which is going to be hard to prove. It's going to be hard. To, it's going to be super hard to prove. Sexual misconduct and then sexual assault allegations as well. Um going as far as uh as like saying that they're that some of the women were allegedly raped by Deshaun Watson just just so we're clear because I feel like a lot of people have not even read any of the documents at all um scratch that I know <laughs> a lot of people have not read the majority of the documents I have I've even read some of them on the podcast as well about a year ago and I have essentially said, look, um, neither case, neither side has really proven whether or not they are um, whether or not they are right. In my opinion, um, I it wasn't about me believing Deshaun Watson. It was just me like reading all of their cases and looking at the evidence that both sides provided. And I was like, something is not right here. We'll kind of just uh, leave it at that, except um you know the court the uh, the criminal court today had essentially said yeah we're um not the criminal court the grand jury had essentially decided yeah like we're not going to move forward with indicting him and for me personally speaking i i didn't really understand it from Harris County from the district court office i i myself didn't understand it and the reason why i didn't understand it why they were even trying to do this it seemed kind of like it seemed to me like there was maybe pressure to do this because to me personally speaking, I'm not like, let me unplug my computer really, really quickly. <clears throat> Hold on. Okay. Um, me personally speaking, if there was like, if I have to choose my words here very, very, very carefully. If there is like 1000% he had done this type of evidence and not really like circumstantial or subjective evidence, I feel like it wouldn't have been even a question. God, LeBron James is popping off. He just, oh my God. 
He just had a freaking turnaround fadeaway like LeBron is popping off. Against Kyle Kuzma, too. I got I to gotta watch this again. This is absolutely disgusting. Isolated on the wing. And he just freaking, I mean, he's better. <laughs> Turn around, fade away. I, don't, I was like, there's no way. It's a high arcing ball, too. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, excuse me. Anyways, going back to Deshaun Watson. All right. It was just an awesome, awesome shot by LeBron. 40 points. He has 40 points. Anyways, um, back to back to Deshaun. Okay, so I was reading like I was I was going through his cases. I was reading his cases. I was like, there wasn't enough evidence for me to kind of like to look at this and be like, okay, like he's guilty, you know. And I felt that if the evidence was better. In my opinion, not saying that this happened or that this didn't happen or whatever, but if the evidence was better, I mean, we're not talking about, oh, like, let's, let's try and get him indicted. I feel like charges would have been pressed because the statute of limitations for crimes like sexual assault, depending on the, um, like the severity of it, I mean, like the statute of limitations can be like pretty high. Like you can. Like you can, like you can press charges for like a really, really long time after the crime is committed. Excuse me. So I felt like, you know, I felt like personally that if there was like concrete evidence, which is very hard in these types of cases, then the Houston, the Houston police department would be able to throw the book at Deshaun Watson and it would be, it would be done like that. And the interesting case about these cases is that there kind of should be, right? There should be maybe not 1,000% non-circumstantial evidence. There should be evidence to kind of suggest that he did do what he did do, which was one of the head-scratching things to me. And the reason why I say that is that if you don't remember the case or if you don't know the case because people haven't talked about it at all correctly— Essentially, the allegations are that Deshaun Watson on multiple times has solicited uh, masseuses to give him massages when um, where occasionally the massages would get into a inappropriate um, uh, would go into an inappropriate fashion or to an inappropriate place where he would be naked. And again, where he would I got to explain a bunch of stuff where he would be naked he would undress himself and he would put like a low towel, like a low cut towel over his naked area. And he would ask for a deep tissue massage and they would get close to his genitalia. Like they would go on his upper thigh and then he would like joshua around and then uh, they would touch his genitals. And that's like the majority of the, of the lawsuits. And is that sexual misconduct? I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I would assume so in some instances if this was intentional if this was unintentional then it's obviously not but it's again it's hard to prove that in a court of law but then it's gone as far to say some alleged victims have gone as far to say that once again he is alleged like it's gone way further than that and it's gotten into allegations of rape not just sexual misconduct it's gone into rape and we covered this 
on the podcast where I, at least I did, where I was just like, I like I looked at multiple different masseuses reporting on this. I remember even Shannon Sharp talked about it where he was just like, my masseuse talks to me. And, and this is the dichotomy of the situation, right? Not to like, it, to be fair, to be fair, right? Like Shannon Sharp was like, look, I've had one masseuse for 20 years. And that's the masseuse that I've worked with for like the last 20 years. And that's the masseuse that I will, that I will probably continue to work with, right? 20 years, he's worked with the same lady. But what he also said and how he also prefaced it, he was just like, look, the masseuse essentially told me or my masseuses that I work with essentially like dress to your comfort. So you can be fully dressed or you can be naked. And in a lot of the court cases, the lawyer for the defendants, essentially Tony Busby, made it like it was a weird thing for Deshaun Watson to be completely nude, which... It's not, according to multiple masseuses, not just Shannon Sharp and his experience with masseuses, but also, like, Rusty Harden had also brought in other masseuses to essentially, like, establish that, no, it's not weird to be completely nude when you're getting a massage. Regardless, I felt like, once again, like, the evidence wasn't great, in my opinion, for kind of both sides. Like, it's weird. It's weird for Deshaun Watson to have, like, 20 or 30 or 40 masseuses but it's not illegal you know it's also weird some of like the filings or whatever that some of the alleged victims have gone into and again it was just I don't know I didn't feel like I didn't feel I, I don't know I don't know it's uh it's weird the whole situation with Deshaun Watson <clears throat> but I felt I felt that I, I don't want to say I felt like he didn't do it because I I don't know, but at the I, I don't know like it's it's hard yeah, like I don't want to not delegitimize alleged victims you know stories and uh, stories and things of that nature, but at the exact same time I'm like it looks weird, uh, which leads us to today, where Deshaun Watson is essentially exonerated. Maybe not exonerated. That's not the legal term that I should use. Where he's not indicted on criminal charges in uh, Harris County, which is the county where all of the charges were filed. Now, the significance and the relevance for that is that uh, this goes a long way into proving potentially his innocence. And at one point, because he was about to be traded to the Miami Dolphins, He was actually trying to settle with the Miami Dolphins because the owner was like, I want all of these cases to be settled. And, okay. And that did not, that did not happen. That that was not the thing that had happened. Um, uh, Deshaun Watson did not settle out of court. He did not settle. So Miami was like, yeah, we don't want him. We're going to pull the rug out. We're not, we're going to pull the rug out. Excuse me. We're just going to freaking pull out of contract. Well, not contract, but just trade negotiations. Um, could potentially be an awesome thing for Deshaun Watson, considering that Stephen Ross may lose ownership, potentially. We'll kind of figure that one out. <clears throat> God. Jesus Christ. I thought LeBron... Hold on, I gotta talk about LeBron. LeBron is having a night tonight. I thought LeBron wasn't gonna hit one of these, like... I mean, it, like, it's not even... It wasn't an ISO in the corner. Isolated, like... 
almost at the top of the key. He goes into the paint. He acts like he drives, loses the handle, spin move, fadeaway jumper, talks a little bit of shit to the, to the Wizards bench. He's almost at 50 points again. And Russell Wilson, or Russell Westbrook, is benched, by the way. It's ridiculous. Marlon's having a night. He's having a night. I got to watch this again. Hold on. I, I, I just got to watch this. Hold on. He dances on 24. The player for the Wizards who's wearing 24. Hold on. I think he did just get 50 off that, like, turnaround jumper. Jesus Christ, LeBron. Stop it, LeBron. Stop it. You're too good. You're too awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just ran in. Oh, my God. LeBron James. You monster, LeBron. You monster. In transition, freaking drives in the paint, gets fouled, hard foul. Freaking just monster and won. Kyle Kuzman lost the handle, of course. Of course, Kyle Kuzma lost the handle. Turn it on LeBron! Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. LeBron, LeBron's feeling it. He's having himself a night. All right, I apologize. Um, Back to the, the, the Deshaun Watson case. Okay, so Deshaun Watson... Long story short, Deshaun Watson. Oh, uh, do I have the do I have the clip of him talking about how it's like a long way? I think I do. Or not? It's not a long way, but it's like the start of essentially him testifying his innocence. Here we go. So here's him. In front of like free like OJ. <laughs> He's like free like OJ all day. It's that Tupac line. Hey man, I'm free like OJ all day. <clears throat> it's definitely uh, a very emotional uh, moment for me. Um, I know we're, we're far from being done of, of um, handling what we need to handle um, on the legal side, but today is a definitely a big day, and, and I think. Um, my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for, you know, letting the truth be heard. Um, and I think everyone that was a part of this of seeing and hearing both sides. Um, and, and that's what my point and, and my team wanted to do is, is have a fair slate of us telling our side of the story. A um, little bit of context, right? I want to also make this perfectly clear. So Tony Busby has kind of had this, and Rusty Harden alluded to this in his uh, press release today, technically yesterday. I'm, I'm not going to get into the semantics of if it's today or yesterday uh, too much. But Rusty Harden talked about how essentially it was a public feud. It was a court of public opinion. Deshaun Watson was convicted before he even essentially literally had his day in court. This is his first day in court. This is his first day in court. People are like, get him up, get him out, terrible person, et cetera, et cetera. So, Tony Busby, the attorney for all of the women, 
has been constantly pressuring, you know, Deshaun Watson and his lawyers through the media. They have not budged. They have not budged at all. And this was the day that they wanted. And I was really, really interested in this day because I was like, this is, this is the opportunity for them to be able to potentially prove their innocence. And they did. And they did. And it's the exact thing that the Sean Watson alluded to. He's just like, yeah, like, uh, like we wanted this. We wanted our day in court. And he got it, and they won. And 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 letting the conclusion come down to what happened today, and, and that's what the grand jury decided on. Senior NFL insider at. So that's the clip for Deshaun Watson. What does this mean for an NFL team, an NFL prospective team that wants Deshaun Watson? So first and foremost, let's get a lot of things clear. For every single Seattle Seahawks fa fan that's like, Deshaun's coming here. Holy shit. Hold on. LeBron just popped off for 50. He got it. LeBron's feeling it tonight. Just banged in a three. Jesus Christ. He got it. Another 50 piece. Another 50 piece. Oh my goodness. Anyways, um, for all Seattle Seahawks fans, for all, all the prospective Seattle Seahawks fans, he's not going to Seattle, okay? Uh, he is witnessing the dysfunction, and we'll get into the dysfunction of Seattle. He is witnessing the dysfunction of the Seattle Seahawks, and he is just like, why? Why would I ever want to go there? Why would I ever want to do that at all? Why would I have to deal with Pete Carroll? Why would I have to deal with that football team? Who's my offensive lineman? Who's my left tackle? Who's my right tackle? Who's anybody? Who would ever want to have to deal with that? I mean, I don't know. It's just, I mean, I just literally made no sense. I was reading something and then I just got absolutely fried. My brain just got fried. Sorry. Um, Deshaun has a no trade clause in his contract, which is what I was trying to allude to, except my, I was reading a tweet and my, my wires crossed. He has a no trade clause in his contract. That essentially means that Deshaun Watson cannot be traded to a place that he does not want to be traded. I think Deshaun Watson wants to be traded to a contender. And right now, I think my money is on the Bucks. There is apparently interest from Tampa Bay. There is apparently interest from Deshaun Watson. He wants to go to Tampa Bay. They want him in Tampa Bay. It's going to be very, very interesting. I don't think Tampa Bay really cares what they have to give up. I think the only thing that they care about is, is he going to play? I think that's the major thing. Because he's still, like, if you want my honest opinion about it, he's probably going to get suspended. Like, the NFL... They're, they're going to be like, oh, contract detrimental to the league, blah, 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 blah. They're going to suspend him. 
it's only for like how long he's missed a season already. It's like how how long do you want him to be suspended? Um, let me also look up when the Texans 1,000% have to trade him because it's like it's going to be super important <clears throat> when they have to trade him. And the reason for that is is that his contract will be like will be um, guaranteed by a certain amount. I mean, they're going to take a huge cap hit regardless. Like they're just they're just going to take a huge cap hit regardless this year. <clears throat> but I think I, I don't I don't know. I can't I can't tell. Even I'm on overthecap.com. I don't know when his contract will be guaranteed. I think it's going to be guaranteed probably around free agency so next week. Somewhere close to like the 16th, 17th, 18th, 20th, somewhere around there. His contract is just going to be guaranteed. Like there's just no way for him, for them to get out of it. So in the meantime, they're like, we have to get out of his contract. We have to trade him. Hold on. LeBron James is just going off the floor right now. He's getting off the floor. Hold on. There he goes. I'll say this. Lakers fans love LeBron. Russell Westbrook did get benched in the fourth quarter, man. It's so weird. He went thousand he did get benched. Anyways, sorry about that. Um <clears throat> that uh, the game's over with. It's like 119 to 102. Lakers won it. LeBron had a 50 piece. Anyways. Deshaun Watson's probably going to be suspended. Tampa's easily the team that's going to be interested. Uh, I constantly hear Carolina is like another team. Carolina, Seattle. He's not going to either one of these teams. He may go – like, I, I don't know if he'll, he'll go to Carolina. Carolina will make a hard push, but I think Tampa Bay is going to make an even harder push. And it's just like, look, if you're Nick Casario and if you're Nick Siri and, and if you're the owner, if you're all those guys in Houston – um, you need to trade him as soon as you possibly can. I thought that they needed to have traded him last year when he was worth like three first round draft picks. As we're getting closer to his legal situation being kind of settled, like you're going to see him, um, you're going to see like weird fluctuations in his value, especially the closer the deadline uh, gets, excuse me. And it's going to be a very, very interesting next couple of weeks with Deshaun Watson. But, yes, uh, big news today out of Houston. Deshaun Watson won't be indicted by a grand jury uh, on criminal charges that the Houston uh, District Attorney, or technically it was Harris District County Clerk's Office, um, essentially were trying to levy. I knew the charges weren't even going to stick because I was like, these like these charges are bullshit. I'm like, I, like I, I wouldn't even try. You're like – like potentially if you're the if you're the Harris County if like let's say for example if this actually did happen you just delegitimize all the alleged victims as cases like immediately like that immediately because now all Deshaun has to do is say well you know hey um there is a um there's like a uh, not a statute what is it? There's like a standard or I don't, I don't know the term, but there's like, you know, a reputation or I, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it's called, but like we have something preceding the civil cases that prove that I'm innocent. 
Now, in a criminal case in America, it's a lot harder to prove. Um, uh, the like the uh, the burden of proof, excuse me, is lower than you know in a civil case. So the civil cases will be easier to prove uh, and things of that nature. But I mean, it's about to get. It's already expensive. It's about to get even more expensive. I mean, it's just it's going to be a large pain in the ass for all parties involved. And um, it's going to be a very, very interesting legal play out that's going to kind of happen in the next couple of weeks to months to years. Again, cases got filed. Criminal case has been investigated for a little bit under a year. And first kind of ball that got dropped was today. We'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson. So kind of like transitioning from Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah. By the way, let me talk about this for like a couple of minutes. Uh, didn't have a podcast yesterday. I know I'm putting this kind of like weirdly in the podcast, like 45 minutes into this episode. So depending on who you are and how avid of a listener you are, you may or may not listen to this part. I just wanted to say um, last night's podcast, the Thursday night episode was an absolute disaster. It was going to be like 10, maybe 20 minutes. I was going to talk about the Khalil Mack trade because nothing happened, really. And it was it was a flat-out disaster. It was like one of the disasters where I was just like, well, that was a disaster. I will not release that to the public ever, ever. And I quickly deleted it. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, this is this is terrible. This is bad. Um, regardless, Khalil Mack got traded to the Chargers and I watched as he got traded and you know, it's, it's not a terrible trade. It's not a terrible trade. His statistics have been, have been on the decline as I will like always say, I'm like, okay, you know, statistics or not statistics, but like certain players statistics when they're getting paid like a shit ton of money, which Khalil Mack is like, it's not necessarily a great thing that, um, they're still on your roster. However, like the weird thing about the Khalil Mack trade is that apparently, this is like apparently, the Bears are going to pay a lot of his contract, which is like a head scratcher to me. Like they're going to pay a lot of his contract. And I'm like, why? You guys got like a second round draft pick and a sixth rounder for him. I'm like, it would have been better in some instances and in some cases if you had just like kept him on your football team, but they were just like, eh, hard pass. Like, really? It's kind of weird. But yes, um, they traded, they traded Khalil Mack to the, um, to the, oh my God. I was about to say the San Francisco, then the San Diego Chargers. And I was just like, both are wrong. The, um, God, man, my brain is fried tonight. They're going to trade him, excuse me, to the Los Angeles Chargers. That's what I meant to say. And, you know, the Chargers are going to get, in my opinion, one of the premier pass rushers in the NFL. He's been on the decline for the last couple of years, kind of because he's their best player defensively, the Bears' best defensive player, and easily their most impactful and most important. And it's just like, if you essentially stop him, you, for the most part, stop the bears. And that's kind of what's been going on for like the last couple of years, to be honest with you with Chicago. 
But he now goes to a better football team with a star in Joey Bosa and two stars with um, with Justin Herbert. This also kind of brings up an interesting question for me is like that I didn't really think about until right now. What exactly like what is their salary cap situation? Twenty three million. And they added in the Khalil Mack trade. Okay. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, because, um, and I, and I was just like, shouldn't they be over the cap? Because I was like, I know they're paying Joey Bosa a shit ton of money. They're paying him $28 million, by the way. And then I was like, I remember hearing, like, Khalil Mack is going to get paid, like, somewhere close to, like, $30 million or something like that. He's getting paid, like, $17 million. Um... He's going to get paid like 22 million in 2023 and then 23 million in 2024. So like we'll kind of see what happens with that. There's like 63 million left on his contract. It is what it is. But yeah, like Khalil Mack, god, they have so many damn. They have so many players that I'm just like, why? Like, why are you paying Keenan Allen $19 million annually? I love Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is not a $19 million receiver. I love, I love Keenan Allen. Not a $1,900, not a $19 million receiver. I'd pay him like $15 million, easily. $19 million? What's his cap hits? Yeah, I'm like it's gonna balloon up to like, fifth uh, up to like twenty five million. What? Damn, they really butchered his contract, dude. I always say this. I'm like, look, you know, add add numbers, not add numbers, but add money onto some of these contracts. Like, like sign your players, sign your best players early. Freaking get the contract, uh, get the contract extension done quickly. Add on money to their current contract so that way you can deal with their their salary cap hits better because yikes man you're gonna pay keenan allen 25 million dollars why that's ridiculous anyway sorry i just got super distracted with that and then next year justin herbert is going to be up for a contract extension what's their money they're gonna have 61 million so they're gonna have enough i don't know just a very, very weird situation going on in in Chicago and in uh, with um, with the Chargers. Some people are like, it's a bad trade. It's a bad trade. Let me show you something. Let me show you why it's not necessarily like a terrible trade for the Chicago Bears. Let me show you something. Want to know something interesting about Robert Quinn? Robert Quinn, former Dallas Cowboy, former... Uh, Miami Dolphin, former Los Angeles Ram. He went gangbusters with the Cowboys. He had like 11 and a half sacks in 2019, his first and only year with the Cowboys, right? Then he got signed to a huge contract extension and didn't play anywhere near that level. And then people, including myself, was like, wow, the Dallas Cowboys dodged a bullet. Want to know how many sacks he had this previous season? 18 and a half. He was one of the sack leaders of the NFL. He was one of the better defensive ends 
in the NFL, not just when it comes to sacks. Let me show you something here. Let me show you something. He had in Chicago, I love the statistic tackles for a loss. I love it. Love it to death. It's one of my favorite statistics to rate defensive ends, defensive linemen, and linebackers. He had 17 tackles for a lot. For a lot, uh, for uh, a loss, excuse me. Let me show you T.J. Watts, for example. What 17 is a lot. Let me show you T.J. Watts. I think he had like 27 or 22. Let me show you something. Let me show because you're not getting it. You're not getting it. He had 21 tackles for a loss. That's T.J. Watt with 22 and a half sacks. He was essentially producing at a level that was slightly, slightly, and I use the word slightly worse with great emphasis because it was like razor thin. It was close producing at a level that was slightly worse than TJ Watts. TJ Watt had 21 tackles for a loss and 22 and a half sacks. Robert Quinn had 18 and a half sacks, 17 tackles for a loss. We're literally talking about razor thin numbers here. I mean, look, you know, it is what it is. It's ridiculous. For me, at least. When I saw those numbers, I was like, hmm, that's why they made the trade. Because Robert Quinn, they project to be the better edge rusher, the better player for them, which is weird, right? Because it's just like Khalil Mack, right? But then you're like, Statistically, Robert Quinn is or was the better pass rusher or edge rusher. We're going to kind of, and by the way, before people say, well, he had Khalil Mack, it's like, no, he didn't. Khalil Mack was hurt for the majority of the season. So now they're like, hmm, if we build around Robert Quinn, we could potentially, potentially, have one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. I've always liked Robert Quinn. I was disappointed with how he played after he left, left Dallas, but I've always liked him. And it's like seeing how he performed. I'll admit, I didn't watch a lot of Bears last season. It's just like seeing his statistics. I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. They're like, you know, we'll, we'll have, um, we'll have uh, Robert Quinn be the guy for the foreseeable future. I can't be mad at it. It's going to be a very, very interesting time in, in Chicago. It's the first major thing that the Bears did. The Bears are like projected to have over $143 million in cap space next season. Um, I don't really know who they're going to get. They should go out and get somebody, I guess. I don't, I don't really know who. I mean, what's their cap situation looking out, looking right now? I feel like they should have enough money. I mean, they even with like paying Khalil Mack, they have yeah, they have like twenty eight million dollars. They should be able to get somebody in free agency. And there's so many great players, and I'll get into some of those players in a little bit. First, I want to talk about Bobby Wagner in, in Seattle. But to me, it's like they have so many players in free agency that they can go out and get now, and then next year, it's like what is it? Like right now, it's a hundred. It's a hundred and twenty million right now. Is what I'm saying. Like you can sign some pretty awesome players here in the next, in the next year or so. 
Just saying. I get the Khalil Mack trade. Because, by the by, like, Robert Quinn had essentially, like, one of the best seasons the Chicago Bears have had from a defensive end in, like, the last three, four years. Essentially since Khalil Mack got there. So, they're like, he's the new Khalil Mack. He, even though he's 31, we'll see what happens. And he's kind of like underpaid a little bit. He's like $18 million. His cap, con- like his cap stays there. Like next season, it's like $18 million, And then in 2024, it's $17 million. It's like, oh, okay, this works. This works for us. Anyways, um, that's Khalil Mack. That's Robert Quinn. Well, let me kind of talk about the other end of this. Let me talk about, like, how does this impact the Chargers? Talked about how the Bears are like, we're fine, we're great, we like, we like um, Robert Quinn. How does this affect the Chargers? Well, the Chargers are like, well, you know, we like Joey Bosa and we like Khalil Mack and we like Duran James. And we like Asante Samuel Jr., right? And then, as we kind of take a nice little peek at overthecap.com, and then if we look at their salary cap, they have $23 million. You want to know what they can do with that $23 million? They can parlay that into a player. They can parlay that into a player like, for example, a cornerback like J.C. Jackson or Chandler Jones, or technically not because Chandler Jones plays the exact same position as Clue Mack. They can get another player. They can parlay that into another pick. And you're like, huh. Not another pick, but just another player in general. And you're like, huh. That's interesting. Right? It's going to be interesting how the Chargers kind of roll out next season. Because the Chargers, once again, had a really, really disappointing season. It was terrible. It was trash. They fell apart once again. Um, before even getting to the playoffs, uh, it was not because their defense was bad. It was because I mean, it was both. It was because both of their both sides were bad. But it's like, you know, I w- I watched the Chargers and I'm like, they have a lot of potential. I love Jay Herbert, love Justin Herbert, but I'm like, he needs help. They're adding on a lot of pieces to the to the defensive side of the football. I'm not a big fan of Mike Williams. I don't think he can consistently separate. I think he's a 50-50 guy, and I think that that can be highly exploited. And, I mean, if you want my honest opinion about it, I think Michael Gallup's better. And Michael Gallup is allegedly going to get paid, like, $10 million or something like that. Or a little bit over $10 million. But I'm like, I don't, I don't like, I don't like it. I don't like Mike Williams getting $14 million. I feel like he's overpaid. I feel like there could have been better players in free agency, especially to like, I feel like Justin Herbert cannot do everything by himself. He cannot have one guy that just bullies people and he's supposed to throw the football in the air. I feel like he has to get somebody who can consistently separate. I mean, I feel like they should have probably been more. I feel like they should have probably looked at, at Amari Cooper a little bit more in my opinion. Just to like make sure it's like, is Amari Cooper available? Are we sure he's not available? I don't know. 
I didn't like it. I don't like it. So, anyways, Chargers. I like going after and getting Khalil Mack. I do not like how little they are helping Justin Herbert. So, it's kind of the uh, the end of that. So, we started off this podcast with with um what is it sorry hold on sorry about that anyways so today i kind of want to talk about bobby bobby wagner um I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast. Again, it's late and wires are crossing, so I can't really like focus that well. But I think I said that I wanted Bobby to go to the Cowboys. Right? Because I feel like Micah Parsons is gonna transition to to um to playing defensive end full time. Randy Gregory, I think they're probably going to re-sign. And they kind of need a leader, a, a linebacker, uh, to like a like they need another linebacker. Unfortunately, right? And I felt that linebacker could be Bobby Wagner. But before I talk about Bobby, I gotta also talk about the Cowboys. Cowboys are making a lot of roster and salary cuts here. Okay, let me show you something here. So Cowboys, the Cowboys, have about four million dollars in cap space. Okay. They hit all the switches with Dak Prescott and his contract. They hit some switches with Zach Martin. So they went from being in the red, being like $22 million over the salary cap, to now being $4 million under it. So they're in the green, right? It's like, yes, we have like a little bit of money left. Woo, go us. A little bit of money. Their two biggest free agents on the board right now, Two biggest free agents, not free agents, excuse me, but their two biggest players are Demarcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper. Did I say free agents again? I meant players. Their two biggest players when it comes to their salary cap hits, Demarcus Lawrence, Amari Cooper. Both of those guys, potentially by the end of next week, are going to be and or traded Demarcus Lawrence was like I don't want another I don't want my contract to be negotiated or renegotiated which is fine Amari Cooper is on the hot seat they're both getting paid 20 million dollars annually a little bit over Demarcus is getting paid 27 million dollars annually which uh, I was just like That's ridiculous. That's asinine. Demarcus gets is getting paid a lot. Amari is getting paid a lot. I was like, that's ridiculous. That's absurd. But they're both on the chopping block this year. They cut them today. They get like they get thirty million in the green. 
you know, I thought to myself, I was like, I don't mind it if both those guys are gone because I think Dallas will probably take a wide receiver in the first round. And also, like, they'll probably take a receiver in the first or second round. They'll probably get somebody to help out Dak Prescott in the first or the second round, right? But then, I was also like, okay, DeMarcus isn't like, like, we kind of covered this a couple of days ago. DeMarcus Lawrence isn't like, a premier important player for the Cowboys anymore. Like, like he was that player for like two years, but then it's just like, it's kind of run dry here, right? It's Micah Parsons and Trevon Diggs now. And so with the Cowboys, the Cowboys now, they're going to cut two expensive players and they're potentially going to, and I talked about it. I was like, I hope they go after Bobby Wagner. And the reason why I said that was, I was like, they don't have a linebacker because, once again, Micah's transitioning into being a full-time pass rusher. And I think Bobby is still one of the best linebackers in the NFL. I talked about it a couple of days ago. He had the most tackles of his entire NFL career last year. And I remember I was reading Greg Rosenthal's article about how, oh, man, Bobby Wagner is on the decline. No, he's not. He's still, like, one of the best linebackers in the NFL. And... Let me just be clear on what does one of the best linebackers in the NFL mean. Uh, what that means is that he was top three, top four at his position. It's like Micah Parsons and then like Darius Leonard. And then there's like a debate on Fred Warner, Bobby Wagner. Depending on the age, you could say Fred Warner and I'd be like, fine, sure. But then it's just like, he's still top four. He's an amazing football player. He's the best player for the Seahawks last year on defense. He had no help at all whatsoever. I was like, perfect, perfect guy for the Cowboys. There's reports coming out today. Bobby Wagner will be at the star in Frisco, Texas. On Monday, to have a nice little chat with the Cowboys. And then, you kind of hear interesting things about that, right? Because Bobby was getting paid almost $20 million, right? Getting paid almost $20 million. Bobby is reportedly fine and okay with taking a pay cut to play with Dan Quinn and the Dallas Cowboys. And the reason why I bring up the Dallas Cowboys story with and in lieu with the Cowboys is that the Cowboys kind of like weirdly and shockingly enough have like kind of made themselves out to be a free agent destination and a marketplace for like for people to you know to play to play in right it's weird right they they like they're cutting all these players and it's just like they get Bobby Wagner they're probably really not going to get anybody else but it's just like i mean Ed Warner Ed Warner is reporting on this he's like a Dallas Cowboy insider for ESPN here's the quote Cowboys have contacted free agent linebacker Bobby Wagner and expressed their interest in having him play for D.C. Dan Quinn, who coached him in Seattle 
Whether the financial com components work out yet is to be determined. The two will keep in contact over the next few days. This is before it gets reported that he's supposed to meet with the Cowboys on Monday. And he's and he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take a pay cut. I'll take a pay cut. Again, which is weird because you like will never hear a player take a pay cut. But he's like, yeah, sure, I'll take one. Why not? I don't care. I want to win. And the like it's the reason why I bring all that stuff up. And the reason why and I kind of alluded to this earlier with how Deshaun Watson isn't going to Seattle. Article breaks today. Not even an article. Bobby tweeted out something today where he was like, "Do I have the tweets? I thought I did." It's like literally one of the first things. Here it is. The tweet is, and this is Bobby Wagner essentially talking about Seattle. Bobby Wagner tweets this out. Crazy about crazy part about all this. I played there for 10 years. He's referring to Seattle. And I didn't even hear it from them that I wasn't coming back. Them obviously being the Seattle Seahawks. So they cut him. They release him. And they didn't even have the common decency to pick up a phone and be like, hey, Bobby, love you. We're not bringing you back. Super Bowl, 10 wins, right? We're going to learn really, really fast if Pete Carroll's the guy, right? Because everybody's like, don't fire Pete Carroll. And I've been calling for Pete Carroll. Like a lot of Seattle Seahawks fans, I'll give them credit. A lot of fans have been saying this. I got a plug in my computer. Sorry. They haven't been saying I got a plug in my computer. But they've been saying, like, Pete Carroll should have been fired after the Cowboys game, right? And if you – the Cowboys playoff game in 2018. And if you don't remember it, let me refresh your memory. Essentially what happened was the Cowboys uh, stopped the Seattle Seahawks run for three and a half quarters. And then Pete Carroll was like, oh, shit, we got to score points. Uh, Russ, do your thing. And then Russell almost won the game with, like, very, very little time left in the fourth quarter. Almost won it, didn't, uh, against the Cowboys with little time in the fourth quarter. It was like their first wild card loss of that franchise's um, tenure with Pete Carroll. Colin Cowherd always talks about it. Fired twice before Russell Wilson, non-winning playoff, not winning, excuse me, not non-winning playoff, excuse me, non-winning record without Russell. It looks like they're in a rebuild. It looks like it because they, they kind of are. Why would Deshaun Watson, after leaving that dumpster fire in Houston, go to another dumpster fire in Seattle? I said it. I was like, it does not look like Seattle is a professional football team. It looks like they're an expansion team. Why would he go from one dumpster fire to another? Especially when he has a no-trade clause in his contract. Just saying. Just saying. It's like Seattle, it's it's funny how like, you know, getting a couple of players and things of that nature, just like having some of these players just like literally freaking covers up some of the worst aspects of your team. Like, oh my God, Seattle's kind of a dumpster fire. And 
it's not Russell Wilson's fault. It's not Bobby Wagner's fault. It's not DK Metcalf's fault. It's not whoever you want to, you know, whoever you want to blame's fault. It is literally the fault of Pete Carroll and um, his debaucherous, terrible coaching staff and his GM and John Snyder as well. It's their fault. It's going to be, you know, like it's been a very, very interesting free agency cycle. I was about to say it's going to be, an, and I'm like, no, it, it is a very, very interesting free agency cycle. Quarterbacks have been moved. Star players have been moved. Free agents have been released. I mean, J.C. Jackson hanging around is like, it's shocking to me. It really is shocking. Let me, let me talk about J.C. Jackson. J.C. Jackson, former Patriot corner, current free agent. The Patriots were like, we're not going to tag him. Or even try to extend him, it looks like. Maybe they did try, but they probably were like, we're not paying you that much money. It's so weird. Like, J.C. Jackson is one of the best corners in the NFL. This happened with Joe Looney, too. Joe Looney, the left guard for the Patriots? Joe Looney was, I mean, he's like one of the less best left guards in the NFL. Joe Looney had a great season last season for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I was like, I always have this rule about signing former Patriot players. I'm like... It's, it's like usually never a good thing to sign these former Patriot guys because they always, they it, they're always like, they're always system guys. They always benefit from the Patriot system, but once you take them out, they're not very good. And there's so many excuses, or not excuses, but so many like different examples of that. But Joe Looney played off. Joe Tooney, excuse me, played awesome. And then it's just like, you look at. J.C. Jackson, J.C. Jackson, you can't really scheme up interceptions. You can't really scheme up turnovers. He's been an awesome football player for the Patriots for, like, the last couple of years. And then it's like the Patriots, they don't really have, like, a second guy, right? Like, J.C. Jackson was this kind of hidden secret for the last couple of years because Stephon Gilmore was was their corner. And then when Stephon Gilmore left, it was like, oh, okay, like, J.C. Jackson is the man. He's the guy. And then it's just like now they kind of don't have anybody. Like I'm a, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit worried about the Patriots, but I'm also interested in seeing where J.C. Jackson is going to go. And I remember I was like Cincinnati should go out and get him. They should be. They should go out and get him. And then I was like they should go out and get Leo Collins. Here's the thing about Cincinnati, right? And I'll end with this. Cincinnati this offseason needs to be aggressive. They need to be aggressive, right? Chargers just got better in the offseason by adding Khalil Mack. You know, everybody knows that the Bengals, you know, you're not going to surprise anybody with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Everybody knows who you guys are. Everybody's going to be gunning for you. The Chiefs want vengeance. The Steelers and the Baltimore Ravens, they want, and even the Browns, for Christ's sake, they're like, we want some. We want some action. Like, you have competition. You're going to have people pushing back against you next season if you're the Bengals. And it's like, look, the Cowboys are apparently shopping Leo Collins. I don't like that at all. I don't like how they're trying to trade one of their best offensive linemen. But as a Cowboy fan, but if you're 
the Bengals, you're like, take advantage. You're off. You're not your offense. Yeah, your offensive line sucks. Your first round draft pick is undervalued. Trade your first round draft pick. It is a second rounder. It's a second rounder. You're trading a second rounder for a right tackle. For a good right tackle. Borderline great. He was like one of the best right. He was the best right tackle a couple of years ago. Trade him. Trade for him. You need an offensive lineman or more offensive linemen. And this is the problem with the Bengals, right? And we're going to figure out how serious they are with winning. This is the problem, right? Their owner, I forgot his name, Paul Brown, Joe Brown. I'm not even going to Google him. I don't even have, I don't care. Paul Brown, Joe Brown, whatever the fuck his name is. He does not like spending money on his teams. He does not like getting NFL talent. He does not like getting NFL players. He doesn't like getting of that stuff. He doesn't like getting any players for his team. And so what happens is for the um for a team like the Bengals is that and I'm watching this sports documentary. I don't know if you are. It's semi popular. It's called I got a burp. Excuse me. It's not called I got a burp. It's called Formula 1 Drive to Survive. And one of the main narratives one of the main talking points, one of the main narrative drives is that as a um, as a team in Formula One, you have a certain amount of money that you can, you know, that you can commit to your car, right? Or not a certain amount, excuse me, but you have like, if you're not a very well-funded team, you have a certain amount of money that you can fund to your car, Right? Because you don't have the money for it, right? I'm not explaining it. Some teams, but I, it, it, this is better. Some teams' budgets are larger than other teams. Some teams can afford very, very expensive, high motor, fast cars. Other teams can't, right? And that's kind of like what's going on with the Bengals. The Bengals are like, we have a really, like, like the owner is like, I'm not spending X amount of money on on these players, on this team, on this coaching staff, et cetera, et cetera. Because he, he just either doesn't have the money or he's too cheap. And so now when there's obvious pathways to get better, when there's obvious ways to get better, I mean, you could get, I, I, like, I, I would go out and I would seek out Bobby Wagner. I would, make, I would make a fucking phone call. Randy Gregory of the Dallas Cowboys is available. Go out and seek him out. J.C. Jackson, right? He's available. Help out your corners. You have $34 million in cap space. Dallas is going to have that probably by the end of next week, and they're going to spend a chunk of that on some of the free agents and some of the signings that they're going to have. Need offensive line help. Need, like, a corner on defense that, besides Chidobe Awuzie, good corner. Good corner. Chido's a good corner. He's underrated. Getting paid, like, $7 million. Dallas probably should have kept him. But, I mean, you can't go out with what you went out with last year. People know Joe Burrow is a literal gazelle just waiting to be pounced on by a mighty lion, you know, 
and the African Serengeti. Not even a gazelle, a wounded gazelle. I mean, he's just ripe for the picking. His offensive line stinks. And you're going to send him out there again with the same guys again? And then you're going to go up against potentially, I mean, not even potentially, you're going to go up against the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Titans next season because they play a first-place schedule. And they're in the NFC, the AFC North. So you got to go up against Miles Garrett, Odafe away and Calais Campbell and TJ Watt like your offensive line sucks. Bengals need to be aggressive here. This is not the time to rest on your laurels. Concede the first round draft pick to Dallas. Give it up. Say, here you go, Dallas. Outbid everyone else. Here's a first rounder for freaking uh, for for um for Lael Collins. Here you go. We'll overpay. We'll have some stability. We'll figure this thing out. Here you go. $34 million. I think his cap hit is like $10 million. You have $20 million to save or to spend on a free agent. Cool thing is you can potentially still draft some players. Get over it. Like, spend some fucking money. Don't let your quarterback die. Anyways. Um... I'm peacing out for tonight. I'll see you next week. Sorry that there wasn't a podcast on Thursday. That was just, I was like, I'm not, not going to do that. I'm I'm not going to have a podcast on Thursday, but I didn't have anything to talk about. And again, I was wrong, but anyways, I'm peacing out for tonight. I'll see you on Monday. 24th podcast.